The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by Bupa, supporting the health of millions of Australians. Because life happens. Find out more at bupa.com.au. Good morning. I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Friday the 10th of July. In your Squiz today, COVID cases continue to rise in Victoria. The AFP seeks more power to question children. Rain on the horizon and a screaming ban. This is your Squeeze Today. It's been nearly a week since the Victorian government, Clare, imposed those tough lockdown restrictions on the residents of nine public housing towers in Melbourne. Now all but one of those towers have had those restrictions lifted. The one outlier will remain in hard lockdown for a further nine days, Clare, after 11% of its residents were found to have COVID-19. Health officials have completed that assessment and say that that tower has to stay in hard lockdown. For everyone else, they go into those stay-at-home restrictions that came into force in Metro Melbourne and in the Mitchell Shire yesterday. And the Queensland borders are now open as of today, Claire, but not to Victorians. Not to Victorians. Also nervous about the border is New South Wales, of course. Premier Gladys Berejiklian there yesterday said that she's not going to change any of the public health settings in New South Wales at this point, but that we need to be on high alert. Of course, there's concern that cases from Melbourne might have spread into the state. And when you look around the rest of the country, uh, they're starting to ease more restrictions except to Victorians. They're very much on the outer at the moment. They are. Looking even wider, Claire, let's have a look at the world. The World Health Organization's inquiry into the coronavirus response will be co-headed by former Kiwi Prime Minister Helen Clark. That, of course, is the inquiry that Scott Morrison uh, and Australia put their hand up to say really needed to happen and has taken quite a bit of flack from China over it. Uh, When you look at the number of cases across the world, it's accelerating really quickly. It took 149 days for the first 6 million cases to happen and just 39 days for the next 6 million Adding that up, that means there's been more than 12 million coronavirus cases and more than 550,000 deaths. We do have a squeeze shortcut on the World Health Organization if that's of interest. Yesterday, Clare Prime Minister Scott Morrison announced that the government is suspending our extradition agreement with Hong Kong. It will also offer a path to permanent residency for up to 10,000 Hong Kong students and workers who are already here in Australia. The Chinese embassy has had a bit to say about that. They have again given us a blast saying that we're blatantly interfering in China's internal affairs. Uh, I guess the fact that the embassy says that Hong Kong now is China's internal affairs so stridently really tells you everything you need to know about what's changed in Hong Kong. It really has lost that autonomy now and that's why Scott Morrison says that that extradition arrangement needs to be considered and for Hong Kongers looking for an out that we're able to help there. The Australian Federal Police have said that there's a growing risk of children being influenced by extremist groups here in Australia. So we're talking the likes of Islamic State. 
Islamic State and also the AFP says those on right-wing extremist causes are really getting into social media channels and uh, targeting children in other ways. That's why they support a bill that would reduce the age to 14 for which they can really sit down and question kids about their activities and who they've had contact with. The current minimum age is 16 years old. For those who don't know Paddy Mills, he's a pretty good Aussie basketballer. He plays for the San Antonio Spurs in the NBA. Of course, the NBA has been affected like everything by coronavirus, so they'll play a condensed eight-match season in Orlando. Paddy Mills has announced he'll donate every cent of the nearly $1.5 million, Claire, that he'll earn by taking part in that to social justice causes here in Australia. He says he's been really encouraged by the response since that unrest in the US over the police killing of George Floyd. Particularly, he says that he's had white people, including teammates, old teammates and old coaches, telling him that they never knew that there was that level of racism that exists, particularly in Australia. And that's why he's going to donate that money to Black Lives Matters sort of causes here in Australia. He has quite a record in supporting uh, all sorts of activism, particularly last year. He helped to get drinking water to some remote uh, drought-stricken Indigenous communities. And drought's actually a really good segue to this next story. A La Nina watch has been issued by the Bureau of Meteorology, Claire, and to translate that out of science jargon and into language that you and I can understand, that means there's rain a-coming. Fingers crossed there's a 50% chance, the Bureau says, and La Nina is the opposite uh, weather pattern to La Nino, which really makes us dry. So fingers crossed there is some rain coming. Of course, we've already had some rain, particularly on the east coast of Australia. Our farmers are doing much better, but the drought isn't over yet and we do need a bit more rain. And still on the weather, one of the outcomes of the 2015 Paris Climate Agreement was to try to keep the world from warming by more than 1.5 degrees this century. Now the World Meteorological Organisation says there's a good chance that won't be achieved. And in fact, we're looking at breaking that temperature cap very, very soon. What that organisation says is that there's a 70% chance that we'll experience that sort of temperature increase for one or two months between now and 2024, and a 20% chance that we'll run 1.5 degrees higher for a full year between now and 2024. Of course, with the goal to cap that sort of temperature increase uh, to the end of the century, it's quite concerning. And just because we can't get enough science today, how's this one? There's new evidence that supports the theory that Polynesians and Native Americans met over 800 years ago. And the idea being that either the Polynesians went to America or the Native Americans came to Polynesian. They think mm. perhaps the Polynesians went to uh, America because they had pretty good seafaring skills. And in the past, they thought they had evidence for that because the Polynesians had sweet potatoes uh, that's native to America, of course, but now they've done a study into the DNA uh, of those peoples and can see a link. So, yeah, a big stretch of ocean uh, that these people seem to get across 800 years ago. Fascinating stuff. And in one of the stranger coronavirus restrictions, if you scream on a roller coaster in Japan, 
you're breaking the rules. And that's because you don't want to be... <laughs> this one cracks me up. How? <laughs> well, you don't... How do you not scream on a roller coaster? <laughs> well, you have to, as the Japanese are saying, scream inside your heart, which, of course, oh. plenty of people yesterday said that is just the theme for 2020, really, when you look at yeah. what has gone down, uh, of course, for us with bushfires as well as coronavirus and everything else. So, yeah, please scream inside your heart. It's the best way to go. That is the official advice in the video you have to watch before you go on the ride. Please scream inside your heart. Sounds terrifying. To Friday Lights, do yourself a favour and check out Orbost Regional Health's Facebook page. There you'll find some life advice from the residents of aged care facility Clare Waratah Lodge. There's some cheeky people amongst them too, some really cheeky 90-year-olds who have all sorts of advice about marriage and what they wish they'd done in their lives and some money tips. So we've included those links in the email today. I enjoyed Ted's advice about how to save money. He says, just put it in your pocket and leave it there. <laughs> yeah, thank, yeah, when cash was a thing. Thanks, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> Practical guy. A link to that, as you said, is in the Squiz Today email, along with a cottage pie recipe, Claire. Nothing like a cottage pie on a cold winter's day meant to be getting pretty cool over the weekend and into next week particularly here on the east coast so i'm looking forward to that one the subject line well you can't go past the roller coaster uh today so i've gone for the old song you know you make me want to (laughs) shout and you can't and you can't just want to (laughs) (laughs) finally we ran a comp in the squiz today email to get your mates on to the squiz. The winner of that comp was Tracy B. Both her and her friend Annette Baker, who she signed up to the squiz, have a Sunbeam coffee machine on its way to them. Thank you to all those who took part in that competition, who spread the word about the squiz. A quick reminder, if you do refer three or more people to sign up to the squiz today email using your unique referral link, which is at the bottom of the squiz today email, you'll unlock access to our weekend email, the Saturday squiz. It's got a whole heap of longer reads, podcasts to listen to, things to watch, as well as a sweep across the news week. You might want to get onto that. That's all from us. Enjoy your weekend and we'll chat to you on Monday. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. A message now from our podcast partner, BHP. The steel made from iron ore plays an important role in providing the production of our energy infrastructure, from wind turbines to power poles. So cutting carbon emissions in iron ore production is key. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power its port facilities at Port Headland. It's happening now at BHP.